Hey friends, hello and welcome to Southern Bell's podcast. Happy Tuesday. Now, um, this morning is prayer pocket. I hope that you're ready to um, fill your spirit up with what the Lord has to say to you today. I've had a busy week so far with gardening. I love it, but it's one of those love-hate relationships. I'm very thankful and blessed this year by the garden, and I thank God for it very much. But it is also um, very time-consuming. But anything worth having requires some work, right? So, I just wanted to share something with you today um, from my devotional. And it's something that kind of hits home in more than one way. So, I'm just going to read it, so bear with me. It's a little lengthy. But it comes from Psalms 37, verse 4. And... um, That verse itself says this, Take delight in the Lord, and he will give you your heart's desires. And the title of the little commentary is, For When You're Not in the Club. And it says, When I ached to be a mama, but couldn't get pregnant, I saw pregnant women everywhere, no matter where my feet traveled, grocery stores, movies, church, there they were, members of an exclusive club where everyone knew the password but me. Of course, that wasn't true, but tender things longed for and not held distorted my vision. As I looked around the dining room table today at three shrinky-dink versions of my husband and me, I see plain evidence that God says yes to desires, even though he often answers directly and differently than we plan. But what about those times when the evidence hides and you're convinced your desires are the exception, that you are the exception? Honest to goodness, it's easy, enjoyable, for me to stand on Pike's Peak and cheer for other women God's given talents and accomplishments, but I struggle to see past my own limitations and fears and often view my work as invaluable and invisible. Psalms 37.4 Take delight in the Lord, and He will give you the heart's desires. Most desires have deep roots, and God is interested in answering those deep roots and desires because He knows that will best fulfill our soul's longing. When I think about what I want most out of life, I see the more than anything. I want genuine relationships, first with Jesus, then with family and friends. Since I was seven years old and writing poems and endless short stories, I have felt a pull towards words. I don't know if mine will ever land in book form, but I can count relationships after relationships that blossomed from beautiful words. It's then that I see how God has given me my heart's desire. But I'm not going to lie. It's hard not to get sidetracked. The church body is a community where everyone sits in a circle. No one further ahead or behind and brings their gifts and experiences to the table. We already possess the fullness of Christ, and with that is the confidence and security that we are enough. So, we feel the temptation to see only what we do not have. We may remember to fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and physical. the author and finisher and the perfecter of our faith. He can't help but intently pay close attention, soul attention, to our desires. He is an infinitely creative in mind-blowing ways. All we have to do is pay attention, because when we do, we see it's not about being left out of the club, but being in a family whose father welcomes us with wide-open arms, always and forever. So couple of things that I just want to talk about there and point out is that, you know, 
my husband and I early on in our um, process of becoming parents, we struggled a little bit with infertility. Um, to start out initially, we tried for a while and didn't seem to be getting pregnant. And ironically, by the grace of God, <laughs> I had had some doctors tell me that I may never be able to conceive because of having um, several cysts on my ovaries and some endometriosis stuff and some other things happened when I was in my um, late teens and early 20s. But um, I was going for my annual exam that year and I told uh, my gynecologist, I said, I'm not sure what's going on, but I think I may be pregnant. And at this point, we'd been trying for a while. And she said, well, it may be too early to tell, but we'll take a test just to see. She did three tests, (laughs) y'all. And there was a faint line, so she confirmed with a blood test. And sure enough, I was pregnant with our oldest daughter. And then we were blessed with our second daughter. Um, it, It didn't take a whole lot of trying with her. It just, you know, thankfully happened. But then I also had a miscarriage after her. And that was very challenging for me. And it was really hard for me. But it was also a place and time in my life that um, things weren't going the way I had envisioned or the way I had planned. And I know that while that angel baby is, you know, present in heaven and, and he just was too beautiful for this earth, that God had another plan for me. And I have to accept that. But I can empathize with women that struggle with infertility, and I know what it's like to to really desire something so much that would fulfill your life and and give your heart some praise. But also just remember that there are always options. God always makes a way, whether that's through adoption or even through um, IVF treatments or whatever you may do. Even if it's not God's plan for you to be a biological parent, you can be a parent. If that's your desire and that's your heart desire and you pray and ask God to make a way, there's a baby out there that just needs your love. But then too, our little commentary talked about our desire is for fulfilling relationships. Honestly, that hit home for me because... For me, I absolutely love people. I love meeting new people. I love talking to new people. I like all different walks of life and hearing different opinions. And while sometimes I don't always agree with them, I usually can listen to them. Um, I try to keep an open mind. Sometimes I'm pretty one-minded on how I feel about certain topics. But I never interject my opinion in a way or I don't think I do. And if I've ever offended anyone, I would pray that they would would call me out on it. Um, Because that's never my intention. But I just try to have a heart and eyes the way that Jesus does. And I oftentimes think of that song, giving me your eyes so I can see Lord. And, and, you know, I want to set the world on fire for you. And just, you know, we want to be that example and we want to have that relationship with people and meaningful relationships, you know, and I'm so grateful and so thankful for my friend Beth because we absolutely have found that type of relationship where we have cultivated a love for the Lord and growth among us and it has continued to overflow into our families and and even to some of our friends and I am forever thankful for that and I'm so thankful that God brought us together and I'm thankful that that friendship continues to blossom and 
And I know that there are going to be times that Satan tries to interject. And it's because we're a force to be reckoned with. Where two or more are gathered in his name, he's there among us. And we just have to remember to put on that shield of faith and that armor of God and stand firm against the walls of the devil. Because he has no place in our life. He's not welcome. So, friends, if you're struggling today and you feel like you're the only person in the world feeling the way that you're feeling, I'm going to call you out on it. I'm going to say that's bull because you're not. You think about what Jesus endured. If no one else that walked this earth feels exactly the way you do, think about what he felt. He felt what you're feeling this very moment. He felt that loneliness. He felt that separation. He felt that anger. He felt that frustration. The pain. I can't even imagine the suffering that he felt when he had to be separated from our our Heavenly Father. And we should be grateful and thankful that no matter what, we have an anchor in the storm. We have him. We have faith. We have a friendship that no one else can compare to. But if you are dealing with that and you're struggling, just remember that you always have a friend there and you always have a friend somewhere in the church and just reach out to someone that you care about or someone that you trust or is is a part of your life and be willing to listen to what they have to say. But I hope friends that you have an amazing week. It's, you know, It's a season of change for everybody, but it's a time to stand strong and be bold. And at this time, we'll just talk about some prayer requests. Obviously, we still want to keep Beth's family in your prayers because her aunt and uncle are still struggling. Continue to pray for her mama and keeping her safe in her travels. Um, Our neighbor that has Lou Gehrig's disease, ALS, please keep him in prayer as he Um, has not been feeling the best the last couple of days and continue to pray that there is a healing in this land for the people that have ALS as well as cancer because they're terrible diseases they're terrible but um continue to remember Joshua and his miracle that he already is and baby Eli and for those struggling with infertility specifically I want to pray for you today Dear Heavenly Father, we just come to you today, Lord God. We're just humbled in our spirit, more open with our heart, Lord. We pray that you will just touch those future mamas that are struggling right now at this very moment with with infertility or with trouble conceiving, that they find faith, Lord, that they have the faith to turn to the scriptures and, and search out your will and your way for their life, Lord God. I pray that you will just comfort the husbands that stand beside them as they go through this, Lord, because it's a hurt for them too. It's not just the mamas that struggle with infertility. God, I pray that you will just bless these future families, Lord. Put your hands upon them, protect them, open up their wombs, Lord. Continue to bless those babies that need parents, Lord God. If it's a fostering situation, open up the doors, Lord. Put the right person in their pathway to encourage it. God, I pray for those that have lost babies. I pray that you will just comfort them and be with them. And God, we pray for those that are dealing with the loss of an adult child, as Beth's family is dealing with. God, I pray that you will just continue to comfort that family, Lord. Pray for Beth's mama as she travels, Lord, and I pray for her health. God, we continue to lift Beth up in her family, Lord, and her health, and pray that all of her lab values and everything come back magnificent this time, Lord God, because we know that she's putting in the work. God, I pray for my husband as he's traveling and working, and pray that you will just bless him and be with him. 
And God, we pray that there's a great revival in this nation, Lord, that there's a revival for you, that people will stand up against Satan, Lord God, that we will stand strong and not go down without a fight. God, I pray that as the little song we used to sing in Bible school says, we will let our light shine. This little light of mine, not going to let it go out. Please, Lord, just help us to be bold for you and do things in the name of Christ that will be pleasing to you, Lord. God, if there's anything in our lives that are displeasing to you, Lord, I pray that you will just search our hearts and remove it, Lord. God, I pray that you will just help us to forgive those that need forgiving. And God, I pray that you will just help us to love those that just need that compassion and that extra just encouragement or hug, Lord God. God, we're thankful, we're blessed, and we praise you, Lord Jesus. We just ask all this in your son Jesus' name. Amen. Friends, I hope you have an amazing day. Just remember, you are loved. And God says that he, is, he will never leave us or forsake you. And again, Psalms 37.4 says, Take delight in the Lord. He will give you your heart's desires. Have an amazing day, friends. Be blessed. Thank you.